0: And welcome back to a special off-season episode of the Golden Hurricast, the normally weekly podcast about Golden Hurricane Athletics. I'm your host for the day, Matt Rectine, and joining me is hot take aficionado, Pat Fox.
1: Thanks for having me, Matt, in our home.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, today we're doing a special episode to talk about the spring uh, spring football game, uh, with maybe a little bit of prediction for next season, and then we're going to dive into some basketball news, mostly coaching and recruiting info, and then we want to take a look at Daquan Jeffries' Uh, on his miraculous uh, dunk win, and then maybe a look at his draft stock and NBA comps. So let's get to it. Stay golden. Hurricane. so uh, first things first let's talk about that spring game I'm really glad it didn't rain because this is the first time I think I've actually been able to see Zach Smith throw the ball around and that's if there's one thing that I could pick from that game to talk about it would probably be Zach Smith's deep throws
1: yeah they were like legit beautiful um it was that was like the, the, when he when he hit those two touchdown passes like the whole stadium just was like whoa like we did not see anything close to that next year. Even when Boomer was hitting d- deep throws, they were kind of, like you know, he played that game 500. Hmm. They just kind of throw them up in the air and catch them. Zach Smith, they were just like they were beautiful and hit Stokes in the perfect placement.
0: Yeah, that's one thing. It it just gave me flashbacks to Dane Evans and Lucas. Like that could be a very similar type of thing next year. I mean, Stokes is his half brother, right? Yeah, and they wear the same number. No, yeah, they're both two. And I mean, he had a great game. He had seven receptions, 153 yards, and two touchdowns. So if you look just like from an overall numbers kind of guy, he would be the MVP. Yeah, peop- for what
1: spring game? Everyone, stats yeah, are. everyone's talking about Smith because obviously, quarterback's been such a depressing position these last two years. So it's like, whoa, like this. I think, I think the guy on Inside Tulsa Rivals, the writer said, like after that game. It's not a question. When we go to Michigan State, Zach Smith will be the quarterback. But really, I think kind of overlooking it is the guy who's hitting. Keelan Stokes did look awesome. Yeah. And it's kind of nice to have, hopefully, knock on wood, a quarterback that kind of, like, take advantage of his amazing talents and his just, like, downfield threat.
0: Yeah. And that's – I don't think Boomer had a terrible – he didn't have, like, a really bad spring game. I think he just – so he had that one interception, the – what, two – Rebels. Yeah, the – Was
1: it? It was Revels, yeah, twenty four. Okay,
0: on the uh, on the defense, but he really didn't do anything to set himself apart. Like he had a comparable game to Davis Bryn, who was leading the second team.
1: Him and Bryn, they are both hitting like those medium throws on the sideline, probably five yards out on the sideline. That's all they were doing. All they were doing. I remember there was one time, um, I think it was Sam Crawford Jr. beat Ollie Green, just smoked him, got to the end zone, and. Caught the pass. Caught the pass. Well, it was like it was out, of out of bounds. Yeah, and that was from Boomer. That wasn't a good look. It was kind of the funny thing. It's, it was a classic cornerback thing. Even though you completely blow coverage, but if it's not a complete pass, you do the uh, arms like no catch. I think I think Crawford was a little pissed that it was out of bounds considering he just burned green like that.
0: Yeah, and that's another, like, I was impressed by some of the uh, new wide receivers yes. that we got to see. I think Crawford. Um, Crawford
1: and Juan Carlos uh, Santana. Santana? Yeah. Yeah. Santana, he's small. He kind of looks like a little, like a skinnier Stokes, um, or it's kind of ironic. Maybe it's just because of the name. He looks like Santana Moss from the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's who he reminded me of. Um, but yeah, he was so quick and he was good on the inside. He seems like another guy who could be a really good deep threat. And Crawford, he's a bigger guy. He's probably like six three, six four, and he was yeah, he was making some catches and he was running good routes. I yeah,
0: that's that's what we need. Like last year, I think we got burned by too many dropped passes. Um, yeah, and I think that's a really important thing to look forward to, um, and especially like I think a majority of this game was passing plays on offense, which I think is important because it's a non-tackle game,
1: and so having your running backs just unless you're walk. Ollie Green, who's just throwing dudes down, yeah, and got I think he got a per- personal foul in a, a spring game, which is kind of impressive, yeah,
0: yeah, he was he was bringing the intensity, which is great as long as. Uh,
1: He didn't hurt anybody, so that's good. Yeah, we
0: had Ivy went down. Chris
1: Ivy went down with something, I don't know. He was
0: able to get up and walk with help off the field. So hopefully it's not too bad. Hopefully we'll see him uh, going forward. Uh, One, I guess just switching over to the defensive side for a bit. I really like this linebacker group. I think we were on the sideline. You and I were talking about... Uh, our top players this year, and I think three of our top five guys on defense were our linebackers. Yes, with th-
1: Collins, Cooper Edmiston, and Diamond Cannon. And even not even in that order necessarily. And if you look at the backups too, just the depth, you go, Revels got that pick six. Is it Reeves? Is God, I get Revels and Reeves mixed up so much, but even those two, both really good. Um, and then Grant Sawyer. Grant Sawyer had a sack in that game, like a strip sack. Mm-hmm. And Grant Sawyer looked good last year, and it looks bigger. Like I remember, he was a true freshman last year, I think, and he looked like a safety. He was just real skinny. He looks a lot bigger this year. Um, so even if somebody goes down, knock on wood, hope it doesn't happen. But we have a lot of depth at the linebacker position. It was uh, it was Reeves, not Rebels. It was Reeves. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Reeves. Yeah, Reeves got the pick six, not Rebels. Um, but both of them still, I think, are really good players. Uh, definitely, especially with the Jabari James leaving. I'd say linebackers are deepest position since cornerbacks looks a little thinner now. Mhm. Um yeah, and w- so we're still playing the uh 335. Yes, I don't know how I feel about that. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know.
0: What I mean, would you want to switch it to a uh, 434? Four, four. Yeah. It just I that put we we'd be able to get more consistent pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and maybe maybe that helps with the run defense, because that's the one thing that I'm worried about for next year,
1: just because that was such a big gap in our defense yeah. last year. So if we switch to the 4 4 which is their standard defense you'd see NFL and a lot of college teams doing, I think it would cover a lot of our weaknesses, which were run defense, which we were just horrendous in, mm-hmm. um, and getting to the get, rushing the passer, which really, if you take out the SMU game, we were also horrendous in. And is just one. So we have like four good D tackles: Player, Robinson, Stevenson, and Blankenship. You rotate those guys in. You have two of them on the field. That really just eats up blockers, so you get you can have the linebackers, you know, get more room and space to make tackles and safeties and cornerbacks. And plus, I think we have uh, at least two really good D One really, really good one in Gibson, and he couldn't really show off his pass rushing ability because he was getting double teamed every single time. Mm-hmm. And I really liked what I saw from Colin Wick towards the end of last year. I think he should get a chance, too. And, I mean, Devin Lamp's no slump. Like, he was a freshman. He was a sophomore last year, and he was doing good things. And I think kind of we we lose two of our safeties from last year. And I think that was part of the reason we did it, because we were so good at safety. But Christian Williams has to retire from football, which is sad. And then Whitfield graduates. Like, are we going to have Tennille Martin and Bryson Powers out there? Are, they, are you going to say they're better than, like, Colin Wick or Jackson yeah, one, Player? One of
0: them would be Manny Bunch.
1: Well, man, that's what I'm saying. Manny Bunch would would be out there anyways because we're gonna have two safeties. Oh, yeah. So between but, one of those two, yeah. I'd rather have. I think I think I'd want the starting safeties to be Bunch and Powers, mm-hmm. and then put a four D lineman up there. And really, I mean, if you
0: yeah, especially if we're losing depth in our cornerbacks, like we can't even slot one of them into a safety. No, yeah, we can't do slot. that now.
1: Like we, Ollie Green needs to be a starter. Um, so I think that's just a, a scenario in. And I know I've, you saw some in spring practice we did we do blitz linebackers a lot. Mm-hmm. That's how power roll. or Sawyer. That's how Sawyer got the sack. Yeah. Um, and we thought Cannon was pretty good at it last year. I know we, we saw a couple plays where he uses quickness to get the quarterback. But I really trust Wick and Gibson more than him or even Collins, who I like a lot as a blitzer. But you'd rather have him in coverage. Um, so I think I think with our strength on the outside, where we don't need as much help in the pass defense with. Akili Bevins, who is has the potential to be all-conference next year, let's be honest. And Ollie Green, who's just like a monster of a man. He's 6'3 cornerback. He's huge. <laughs> He's going to be really good. And Manny Bunch and Bryce Powers, decent safeties. If we go to the four three four, 3 4 it'll just cover up our weaknesses. We'll be worse in the pass defense, yes. But we'll be so much better in the run defense, and getting to the passer, it'll make up for that loss. Yeah.
0: I just... I. Mm. I just be. I would be surprised if we went if we switched back. To oh, it. unless unless saying... we started to have issues next season in our defense. Just well, was because, the... I mean, this is it's so our new defensive coordinator is just like from the same system that Bill Young used, and so I feel like it's just going to
1: kind of stick with that for now. I think he's going st- to stick with it until there's a problem. But I don't think we switch, so we'll have to live with it. And I think to get pressure on the quarterback, we're going to have to depend a lot on our linebacker. Okay, uh, let's
0: switch again. Let's talk special teams. There are two things that I was very interested Actually, no. First, I'm going to go to quarterback. Uh, fourth-string quarterback who I think got more reps uh, just because Luke Skipper has announced that he's no longer playing football. Um, it sounds like he's going to try and play another sport, so I'm curious to see what he's uh, playing. I think he played baseball in high school. Did he? be I would guess. You'd have to transfer, I guess, to do that. Yeah, I can't that's, play it to you. Would suck, but, um, yeah. So, what was it? Is his name Brandon Marquette? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Dude is like, if you look above his waist, he's like, jacked. Look he's below like, his waist, he's got thick thighs. Yeah, he's got tree trunks. He's, he's, a, he's
1: a he's a big dude. This guy, this guy, he's, like, probably
0: idolized Tim Tebow as a <laughs> youngster. That's what I. He looks like Tim Tebow, and he throws like Tim Tebow. He lo- he throws like if Tim Tebow like was a professional shot putter. Shot putter.
1: He looks, He he throws like Tim Tebow, if like shoulder surgery was never invented.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it was. like he was making some of these passes, but I was worried. Like it just kind of looked like he was going to dislocate his shoulder
1: every time he threw the ball, and so. If our uh, top three quarterbacks go down, it could get rough. He's a true freshman too, I think. So
0: yeah, I think if our top three quarterbacks go down, we're already like it doesn't really matter what happens. So yeah, knock on wood,
1: that doesn't well, happen. Hopefully, hopefully the coaching staff works with them and fixes its throwing mechanics. Yeah, maybe he can be good one. He's a walk on, so it's not like I mean. Yeah, I hopefully mean, he can get a scholarship. That'd be nice for him. Everybody wants a free like free ride to college. Yeah. So plus, I mean, Phillips' claim to
0: fame is he's a QB whisper. So yes, maybe, maybe that's shown in the last two, two years. Two years. <laughs> Two years from now, well, okay, I said I, Boomer definitely progressed as the season went on last year. I will say he did technically. Yeah, no, he did. His passer rating like jumped was like atrocious in his first like couple starts, and then it got like respectable by
1: the end when he played UConn and SMU. Yeah, so he's, he's still a, a freshman thrown to the thrown <laughs> yeah in there. That's, that's true. true.
0: Okay, back to the special teams. First thought: I didn't know Thomas Bennett was a senior like he was listed as a senior on the roster.
1: So um is our last year yeah. of Daryl Bennett uh Rip. punter dad's. I will say uh, very similar who, who would you rather be the son of a punter dad or the daughter of a stage mom. Like like one of no not a stage mom, like uh one of those pa, like a pageant mom. Oh, What's worse? Definitely
0: definitely I would rather be a, a son of a punter, I think.
1: Yeah. Punter dad's, pageant moms. I don't know, man. Right up there.
0: Yeah. Um so Right at the start, I thought Thomas Bennett, just from the first kick, I was like, wow, that stayed in the air a lot longer than it did last year. Last year, we talked about like he had a really big like average. Like His average punts were like 46.3, 47, something like that, average punt. The problem was the ball would get to the return guy a lot sooner than anybody else on our team would get to that guy. And so the net would come down. That's the big the big change was I thought there were a lot fewer line drives. And, you know, that first punt hits the one-yard line and then bounces out into the end zone. Bad bounce, we didn't have any also a little,
1: little too short. Any, and so you don't know the hang time if a gunner could have got
0: there. yeah we, are, we weren't really sending guys to chase. But I thought as the game went on, his punts got a lot better. Like a couple of them were yeah. pinned like in the 15, bounce out of bounds with good hang time. He was hugging the sideline. yeah Doing a really good job of that. Yeah, so I am just, if he keeps that up, I think he'll he'll be much better next year. Caveat being, I hope
1: that he doesn't punt that much next year, just because that means our offense isn't getting it done. One of the good things about Punter Dad's is we actually do have one of the best punting coaches in America, probably, because his dad is very involved. And I think he's a I don't know if he's officially or unofficially a coach, but he works with Thomas a lot um, to work on his form. And I think a lot of I'm gonna guess a lot of the off season was about hang time. Yeah, I mean, the real star, Zach Smith, Keelan Stokes, dual MVP probably. I'd say coming in third with Jacob Rainey. Jacob Rainey.
0: That's just about to talk about that. So, last year we had the issue of we were not able to convert field goals beyond, like, 40 yards. Um, and, I don't know, maybe sometimes closer than that. 30,
1: 20. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was we were it was a it was a rough place. Uh, were the, we were on the, the five Texas, yard The Texas
1: line. game is the one that we had fourth and five on, like to get the score, and we, we and, and we, we went we for it instead of kicking like a fifteen yard field yeah, goal.
0: no, it was. Uh, and so this year, John Parker Romo uh, returns from that uh, tandem kicks last year, but did not kick at all in this spring game during the actual practice. Like during drills, they were all kicking. No, everything yesterday was Jacob Rainey kicked the two extra points and the field goal, and he made all three. And that field goal, I'm pretty sure it was on like the forty. I I think it was right around forty yards. If it was not a forty-two. Like, I read it today. Okay, it's forty-two. Yeah, forty-two yarder, and it went through, and it was pretty damn straight. So, like, that maybe maybe that's like I'm super excited if he becomes the. If he's the kicker. That's why you and wonder also, you wonder if like, why was he getting all the reps?
1: Well, I think he's, I think he's first. Romo was, all, I mean, we, I was watching practice kicks too. Romo was missing a lot. I think, I think Rainey right now is the starting place kicker. I don't know if Romo's is going to do, um, what do you call it? Kickoffs again. Yeah. With his little, like uh deer prancing up there, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Um, probably the highlight of last season, which might say more about last season than it does about how beautiful it was. Maybe. Definitely the kicker's highlight of last year. Yeah. It was a – I think it's an amazing thing to say. I think our kicking game was actually – our like our, maybe our special team, specifically our kicking game, was the worst part of the team last year. I'd say they were worse than quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I just don't know if they are really worse than the amount of yards we gave up to opposing running backs.
1: I'd say yes, considering we – did we even get 50% of our field goals?
0: I believe so, but it was close.
1: Yeah. So I, I I disagree. Okay.
0: Needless to say, both parts of those kind of sucked. And yeah. They one of them looks to be improved, and then we'll see about the run defense, which I would imagine it would be. But if we're in the three three five, it we're still gonna give up a lot of rushing yards. It just becomes down to a bend don't
1: break kind of thing. Don't let them get. Like any explosive yeah. type plays, our de- is like, our defense was the best part of our team last year. Yeah, um, but then did, you see there were a couple of times miscommunication, specifically between uh, Bunch and Evans, mm-hmm. like that zone. I think their lucky Bryn was in there, but like they, there was like a zone coverage and they let um, Josh Stewart get behind them, but he's got they missed him on a deep ball. Um, then you saw Evans and Bunch arguing with each other, so it's kind of miscommunication and a lot of like. I thought Bunch was solid last year, but a lot of the run problems were with the safeties. They took poor angles on tackles, yeah, and the guys I got just, past them.
0: Yeah, uh, flashbacks to Navy. Yeah, like that was that's the one I see where our safeties just got gouged
1: for a lot. So really, our safe like I think a lot of the run defense. If we're gonna do this, I, our linebackers do need to be better against run, but there's so much they can do. Our safeties need to be so much more solid, and the cornerbacks. And I think Ollie Green get in there ahead of. Uh, as good as Keanu Hill was last year, just Green's pure size, he'll be a better tackler.
0: Okay. Um, I guess last thing we'll do to wrap up the spring game talk is let's just do quick two quick predictions. Um, first, quarterback, starter for next year. Boomer, Bryn,
1: Marquette, Smith. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, save the last for best. I'll go Zach Smith. Yeah.
0: I think... If yesterday is anything to go by, it's currently Smith's job. Um, so there'd have to be like something drastic would have to happen over the summer, I think. Even though Boomer did get the first first team reps, that's true, and he got Boomer had four drives and
1: Smith only hit three. Yeah, so, so. we should we shouldn't just completely praise Smith. He kind of held on the ball too long. Mm-hmm. He went four for eight, so he kind of he had trouble with the mid tier passing. He had a ball tipped to the line. Um, and he wasn't as accurate in the underneath passing game as he was with the deep passing game, but I think that's easier to fix than it is to suddenly give our other quarterbacks just the deep ball accuracy that he has. Yeah,
0: and you want Kenny Pass to guys that are not Keelan Stokes. That's Well, what yeah, and kind of...
1: our number two receiver wasn't playing. Yeah. that's Okay, so, yeah, so that, that'll be interesting. And our wide receiver, I want to see who our number three and four guys are. Mm-hmm. Who do you I'd think? Ma- I'd be?
0: imagine it's Juan Carlos. Well, I don't know. There's three, I think Crawford Jr. is the third.
1: Crawford, Juan Carlos, and Josh Stewart, right? I think it's Juan Carlos and um, Crawford and Crawford. Yeah, with Crawford getting the third and Juan Carlos the you fourth. Think, what about you? Think Cannon's gonna
0: play wide receiver often?
1: Diamond Cannon? No, Montgomery. Oh, Cannon Montgomery. Oh, um, that's another bad yeah, sign got, for our He, team. he did reps. get reps. He was my second favorite short white wide receiver. I like 33 better. Hmm. He was like 5'7", he's a walk-on. Yeah. Um and the one
0: other thing about Smith is it, he's I don't know how like familiar he is with the playbook quite yet because there was yeah. on that second drive the one that just went, was like a three and out against the, the second team defense. He uh there there's one play where he just I think I mean it would have been like double play clock violation. A delay of game just because how long it took them to like get that play up and running. So we'll see. But I mean, well, they would have thrown with... a flag for it. They were they were throwing flags. I don't think it was. It was definitely a long time. I think it was just because they he was trying to figure out get the get the sitch situation for Montgomery. So we'll see. I'm excited for that. I th- again, I think it's going to be Smith, but we'll find out well, later I, I, this year.
1: I would say right now it's like 80. percent It's going to be Smith.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then we'll do other quick prediction for next season football. What our record's gonna be? Top of your head, what what do you think?
1: Uh, seven and five.
0: Okay, seven and five. I am more positive than I was last year. Last year I think I said five seven. This year I think it's six and six. Um, with I could see it being seven and five. I could see it being five and seven. Yeah. But I'd be more. I I, I think, think right now I'd be. 75% that we make a bowl is kind of my thought 75% chance that we make a bowl game okay that's, that's where I think because I'm pretty I'm pretty confident about that six, like I would say I would say
1: 6 and 6 is like what I very much expect okay what did uh, Bill Connolly say 5 and 7 uh, or like yeah, 4.9 or something it was like 4.7 so 5 and 7 Yeah. yeah okay
0: And so I guess just walk through the games. I think we start a quick walkthrough. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll start. So we start at two road games against the Spartans. First is Michigan state, which I think is, I think that'll be a loss. I think San Jose state is a win the next week. Then we're back at home against the Cowboys first OSU and then Wyoming. So I think non-conference, I think we're two and two. I I agree. I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, I was kind of thinking OSU was a team we could beat, but I think they're better than they were last year. And it's a home game for them. Yeah. <laughs> Even
1: though it's at TU.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a very orange crowd, I'm afraid, which kind of sucks. And then I, I, think, we're, I think we'll are I think we beat Wyoming. I don't know anything about Wyoming other than Josh Allen was at one point their quarterback. And um, their their coach and used to be like a Mizzou assistant.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think we beat SMU.
0: Okay. So then our first three conference games are at smu versus navy and at cincinnati well no first i'm not going to do it that way i'm going to do games that i think we win first okay so i think we beat navy i think we win at tulane and i think we win at ecu
1: i think those are that's five wins right now yeah and
0: so then well okay I'll say this. I think we definitely win at ECU, and I think we beat Navy. So that puts us at four. Yeah. Then I think we would split at SMU and at Tulane, which gives us five. Okay. And then with the potential caveat that we could win, one of the other ones to give us that six. uh, Or... Well, no, that would put us at... uh, You think we beat one of the three really good teams? I think we beat. We. Yeah. I think we beat. We have to win at Cincy, at Memphis, versus Houston, or versus UCF. We have to win, like. One. One of those if we beat SMU and Tulane, which I think we could. Yeah. So honestly, I guess that our five and seven would be if we lose to SMU or Tulane, and then we lose those four that we would. Yes. Our best chance is probably Memphis at homecoming, just because. At Cincinnati, is going to be tough. Aren't
1: they projected to be the best team in the conference? Memphis? Are they? Yeah. Uh, man, maybe Houston. Then. Maybe Houston. I was thinking Houston. Choice. I was thinking Houston, too. Just because I think we historically play Houston better than we do Memphis, and it is at home.
0: Yeah. We've beat Houston at home the last couple times, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think... I think Cincy is our least likely win.
0: Yeah. Honestly, having three of those four at home is huge, because we play a lot better at home than we do on the road. And so we play Memphis, UCF, and Houston all at home, which is better. Yeah. So. That'll be I th- I think six five is right now where we're gonna be at though. Six and um, six, you mean?
1: Yeah. What's the What seven, do you have? Seven and six, and I think we'll be at uh. What's uh, What's the What's the stupidest bowl we could be in? Um. I don't know what any of their names are. It's like the Tax Slayer's Lawnmower
0: Bowl. Isn't that the Gasparilla. Oh, Gasparilla. No, it's bad
1: boy mowing. Gasparilla Bowl. One of those. We're going to beat... We're going to beat... Um, who could we beat? Rutgers. They're not going to make a bowl. Rutgers makes ten. a bowl this year. No. Northwestern. We're going to beat uh, what, Northern Illinois in the bad boys mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Okay. Forty-five twenty. <laughs>
0: All right, so that's where we're at for football. So let's segue. Uh, Not really segue, just dramatic change of topic. Let's talk about basketball. First things first, this is the first episode that we've had since the breaking news that Frank Haith will be returning for another two years at the least.
1: I forgot about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, just kind of like push that to the back of your mind. So after making another improvement on our season projection projection from, we're supposed to finish ninth, we finished seventh, what, Frank, Haith, uh, Frank Haith has been extended for another two years. Get excited about that, because we are not—at uh, least Pat and I are
1: not really excited. Well, so, but we're in the time of the season at what Frank Haith does best: recruiting. That's when you get happy about Frank Haith He did just land probably his best transfer recruit of all time, yeah, in a uh, Keyshawn Embry Simpson. Um, he guy from Arkansas, Arkansas, yeah. Uh, also
0: under Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson left, and turns out he might get a waiver. We don't we we don't know why. Everybody keeps talking about he could get a waiver. We're not really sure what the waiver. Nobody for. said
1: why he get a waiver. Yeah, yeah.
0: But that would be cool if he was if we were able to plug him in next year. Although
1: we're already pretty like crowded at the guard spot. Yeah, he yeah. could. He he is six three. He's a little bigger. I I think he could play three in the college lineup. Okay. Um, because we will have small guys playing the three next year. Like I think Darian Jackson will get extended run as the three. Um, but that was big news. Like that's, it is, I, you gotta give Frank Eighth credit when he does stuff like that. That was big. Another um, recruiting news, apparently it was like big weekend, not this past weekend of recording, but the one before, mm-hmm. um, hosted three big recruits. Uh, Aman- one, of,
0: one of them like literally big.
1: Yeah. Emmanuel Ugba. Uh, he's 6'11". He's goes to Iowa Western Community College, He's got offers from a lot of schools. Apparently, Arizona just recently offered him. According, if you Google his name, it's the first thing he comes up. Um. But he's kind of like a he'd be. We need a guy like him. Our biggest guy is what 6'8"? 6'8", quote unquote. Uh, no, no, no. Peter Hewitt, six ten. Sorry, sorry, Peter Hewitt. Oh yeah. Our biggest what, what, guy that plays, called? he's a legit six okay. eight. is like six six. Um. But so he would he'd be a big get for us he's like a, I think he's a three star recruit on scouts.com two and a half on the other one I saw so he's not like I mean he's not out, he's not like Zion Williamson but for us that'd be a big get especially with that kind of size we struggled a lot against size last year specifically I think Cincinnati against that Adams guy mm-hmm. he just killed us yeah so they hosted him and then Brandon Rochelle who went to LSU his freshman year then went to community college he's a six six wing. I mean, I've seen a little bit of tape, not much on him. Decent athlete, decent shooter. Just another guy, good size. I mean, right now, our only wings, like 6'5 plus wings, are Lawson Corita and Reggie Jones. Because uh, Dry Horn plays more of a power forward role. So that, and what was the last guy's name? He was a 6'2 guard. Oh, Rody Ware. Rody Ware, yeah. Decent shooter. He goes to community college too. These guys are all uh, JUCO guys, which I think when you say Frank Hayes kind of, that's where he excels It's getting JUCO guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so really I don't know how many slots we have open on our team we had four guys leave uh, with two of them were I think technically scholarship but they're walk-ons and Deline and Forey mm-hmm. and then uh, Taplin and Jeffries and also Zeke Moore spots open so that leaves a couple spots open on the team um, I know one's, one will be filled by Simpson and Reggie Jones will come on the team so we'll see if you can get one of these guys to come and you got Isaiah Hill Isaiah play. Hill's filling one of the spots too yeah um, we haven't talked much about Isaiah Hill. I think since only since we got him do we talk about him. Yeah. But we he has the potential to be a starter next year. Go go online, Google uh, Isaiah Hill versus Jalen Green, AAU. Pretty good showcase. Jalen Green's his top top recruit, six five guard. Isaiah Hill's only five eleven, but he held up against him. He's a really good shooter, decent athlete. Um well pretty good athlete for five eleven, but he's five eleven. That's part of the problem. So he's definitely more talented, I think, than Joyner. He's young, so if he can really come into his promise early, he has potential to take over Joiner.
0: Yeah, and it's it's big. I think just the Isaiah Hill thing is huge, and that it's a non-JUCO transfer that Frank Haith got, and it's one of like the better recruit, not even transfer recruit, I guess. Yeah, it's one of the better recruits that Tulsa's had in a while.
1: Yeah, this he job. he's gonna fill in our depth next year. It's him and uh. Him and Jackson, honestly, could be our best players, I think. Well, not best players. Dry Horn's still on the team. But best guards. Mm -hmm. I really like, I mean, I think everybody's excited about Darian Jackson. That's one of the few positives you can take going into next year is just Jackson's, like, Tasmanian Devil-style play. That was just awesome to watch. Kind of getting off topic here. Sorry.
0: (laughs) One of the one of the big offseason transactions moves that I think is kind of important, just for implications for the team going forward, (laughs) uh, is our new assistant coach. That
1: it sounds like we're getting. Well, is it official? I don't think he's. I don't know. I
0: don't know if it's official, but I don't
1: think it's official. But but okay, it's scuttlebutt, but it's pretty legit scuttlebutt. I mean,
0: this is from like Bill Hastings from the Tulsa World, who's talked about it, and that uh, and Kelly Hines. Yeah, and that's that is hiring uh, Rod Thompson. Former missed. TU great on yeah. the Elite Eight team. Uh, and one of the important things about that is his son, Bryce Thompson. He's a huge recruit, best player in Oklahoma.
1: Gatorade Player of the Year as a junior, number 46 in his class, like in the country. Yeah.
0: Played with a verbal commit, Trey Phipps, at Booker T. Uh,
1: Back mates and AAU team together, which Rod Thompson like is in charge of.
0: Yeah. So scary that's the that's the one thing i guess we're talking about these guys and the scary thing is so thompson was offered a scholarship from ku last year like in april so he's been Who was the
1: first team to offer him a scholarship though? The University of Tulsa. Tulsa.
0: Yeah. And so there's a lot of in things like 2006
1: are, when he was like 4
0: <laughs> there's like a lot of things that are working towards us i guess in that. And one would be if we did if the if his dad did become an assistant coach that would probably be big. Um, Trey Phipps as his teammate,
1: if he like fully, I'm just going to assume person. they're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We can't, uh, we can't, just assume, but it's uh, really weird maybe... talking about this. It's like, what are high schoolers thinking? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was such a long time, right? Yeah. But, um, they then, are, they are well, back. the guy, mates.
1: so, uh, are you, 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 from... you want to do my, di- my, uh, deep dive, not that busy at work one day, Twitter reporting. Yeah. Yeah. I do
0: that. That's, I kind of think I was going into that, but.
1: Yeah, so we know we got Keyshawn Embry Simpson. He's from Oklahoma City, big time recruit. So you know when recruits they get, uh, they go to schools, they take pictures, and say, "I'm glad I got offered by this school," blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for that offer. So Bryce Thompson obviously has like a million of them because every school like in the Midwest is offering him. And so he visited Arkansas, and he got a he got a scholarship offer there from Mike Anderson. And who was in the picture with him? None other than Keyshawn Embry Simpson. Whoa. Yeah. And then, you know, it got, like, retweeted by all of Tulsa when Keyshawn Emerson said, like, the God's plan, like, I'm going to TU next year. Yep. Guess who liked it?
0: I guess Bryce Thompson. Bryce Thompson. Oh, man. (laughs) All the lines are right there. Like, we just got to put a board together with all the, like, string lines. Like, this seems like...
1: And I think his Twitter profile says, like, nine one eight forever. Whoa! Yeah. Um. Then what? What else did I see? Dude, man, I got I got to double check this one, but I think he liked Curran Scott's "Welcome to the Family," uh, quote tweet of uh Keyshawn Embry Simpson. Don't quote me on that, but I think I saw that. Okay. Uh, when I was really bored at work one day, but it's basically guaranteed. Like, so if I think Rivals has him like going to uh, either KU or OSU right now, but you don't ha- oh, know how gross. update that is.
0: OSU. Why would you want to go there? Yeah, They're Bryce kind of, like, Thompson. A dump, dumpster fire.
1: So one thing going in KU's favor is his dad played for Bill Self at TU, oh, yeah. which sucks. Um, Bill but, Self's not even a good coach, though. Yeah, when's the last time Bill Self did anything? Yeah, when's the last time Kansas
0: actually won
1: a championship? Like 2008. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't go there. TU's way better. Uh, but so it'd be cool if we got this guy. It's a long shot right now, but we're doing like little little things to go in the right direction. I really do think that the Embry Simpson getting him is big for many reasons. He's we're kind of going back in the Oklahoma direction of recruiting, which is huge. I think there's been kind of like other than, like it's been transferred. It's been Scott, Scott and and Jeffries are
0: the only Oklahoma guys, and they both came
1: from somewhere else first. Yeah, exactly. We didn't even offer either of them scholarships. Like Scott wanted to go to TU, but we didn't offer him a scholarship. And then obviously Jeffries went to ORU. Then he realized he was good, so he went to he went to community college so he could go somewhere else. Um. And our our last three big guys, like Joyner, Jeffries, not Joyner, uh, Joiner Jackson, and then Hill, it's uh, Chicago, Kansas City, Bakersfield. Yeah, and even Taplin was from Texas, right? No, he's from New York. Oh, really? Upstate, yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah, I forgot
0: how far that was. Yeah.
1: So getting this guy, getting back to, like, Oklahoma. Oklahoma has good players, especially for TU standards. Like, we need to, like, if we can win the Tulsa battle, especially with guys like this, I think getting Trey Fibs. You watch his highlights, he looks like a – I mean, he's not athletically opposed, imposing or size-imposing, but the dude can shoot. He's got pretty good handles, really good feel for the game. I'm excited for him as at least a role player, but more in like the long term of the possibility to get Bryce Thompson. But yeah, FIBS. he kind of looks like a, a Kern-Scott type. Hopefully he shoots more threes than Kern-Scott, though. hmm Yeah. So
0: looking uh, just at some of those other guys that you named, um, like Ugbo... Offers from like Arizona and K State, yeah, right? which unofficial I, mean, I
1: think K State. These have looked at those ones. Um,
0: yeah, so I think Arizona, maybe, maybe they're maybe they're the threat. K State, I mean, how could you pick K State over Tulsa? Tulsa owns K State, yeah. Bruce, and like Weber is like very
1: overrated. In the real mind. Big Twelve champions, baby.
0: Yeah, I mean. Listen, listen like so you're a k-state fan like pretend i'm a k-state fan and you're just like i'm my
1: cousin molly we
0: lost to tulsa twice in a row one at home and then we also suck in the tournament like why do why they do made we the des- elite eight last Z- year yeah whatever because virginia lost uh why do, why do they why do, why do they deserve transfer recruits no get out of here come to tulsa yeah we'll see I don't really know. I started as a K State fan and then I became Ugbo's like advisor in that statement, I think.
1: I mean, we watched his Ugbo highlights. He's got if he's a legit six eleven, he's got really quick feet, good hops. Um I mean he's around the basket big guy, but he could be a really good role man.
0: Yeah.
1: And and decent post up moves too, especially for college. I'd love to have him. He would be big have to make them make them Tulsa Hops. I mean, yeah. Shout out to our number one fan, Tulsa Hop. Um it would just be, you look at the, as the American gets better, we're losing Taco Fall, but still size is an issue. Mm-hmm. And we struggle with a guy like Ugba would be huge. Um, I know we weren't as good with the last big center we had named Emmanuel, but I think this guy can be better. Or is it Ezekiel? Oh, I can't remember. What is Big E's first name? I'm pretty sure Ezekiel sounds right now. I don't. Sorry,
0: Big E. Big E Tulsa. I'm curious to see. There's no way that shows, that shows up. Big E Sports Grill. Events, the Big E. e. No, it's Emmanuel. Uh, 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 uh. I was right. Emmanuel. is a chino
1: No wonder people call him Biggie. He has a very hard last name to pronounce. Well, and the fact that he was huge. Yeah, he was huge.
0: Okay. Um. What else is there to talk about basketball? I guess we we kind of we talked about a recruits. Yeah. Well, I wanted to save the best for last. I didn't know if there was any yeah. other like. Just looking forward towards next year.
1: I think recruiting, yeah. So I think I think we're looking for one to two more guys from yeah, this pa- this patch of these three transfers. Because we still have a scholarship spot open. I think we do. I think we had five. Yeah, I think we have one more. So cross your fingers. How are you right now? I'd rank it: Ugbo, Rochelle, where? Okay. Just because we have well, too yeah, many guards. Yeah.
0: Just looking looking at what the re- little research we did right before. Yeah, I think I'd agree. So, not, but none of them would be playing next year, right? The JUCO guys, yeah, they would be. Oh, so JUCO, you can. I didn't know if JUCO applied similarly. I don't know if basketball transfer rules enough.
1: No, yeah, JUCO, you get right away.
0: Cool. Okay,
1: then yeah, let's.
0: Uh, Pat talked about it. This is probably the highlight of Tulsa sports for the month of April, and the prior month. That's
1: Daquan Jeffries. Daquan Jeffries,
0: national stage wins the dunk contest at the final. I feel four. so
1: vindicated because I've been so much on this Daquan Jeffries train. Like I've been I, I don't think I've been leading the bandwagon probably, but of my own little bandwagon. I've been so high on Jeffries and everything he can do, and it's just so nice to see him just like show off his crazy athleticism on national TV.
0: Yeah. And those dunks were incredible. The one I like I think it was it the first one where he's like under the backboard yeah, and reaches arm all was, around. That one was I think that I don't remember the order uh too well. His but his worst one was his last one. Yeah, the one the uh, but that was, you know, imitated his, you know, big dunk that was making waves on Twitter before that he did with current Scott yeah, in high, high school. school. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. The one through the legs, I thought that was
1: awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was my pretty favorite. Cool. He, he, I'll give it as much as I love Jeffries. He did not have the best dunk of the night. It was definitely that dude, the whatever the f- bug on the windshield. He got slingshotted over a guy. You know what I'm talking about? No. You didn't watch that one? No. It was really this guy from it. like Southeast Louisiana. He, he's like 5'9. They just like threw him in the air. He caught the ball and slam dunked it. Nice. That's yeah. pretty cool. But no, Jeffries, like for sure. So it's like crazy athletic and is super good. I don't know. Yeah. And it just showed him off. And I don't know if he was in the top 100 or yeah, top 100 NBA draft before that. But he was after that, because that's when I checked. So that's really exciting. Like I've been like... I How long have I been like annoying you with saying Taquan Jeffries will do awesome in the NBA? He uh, should be in the NBA. Been, you've been talking about it a lot, but that statement will never annoy me. Yeah. For like this whole year, I've been like, he's going to be an awesome 3 and D guy. Somebody should give him a chance. He'll be in the G League next year. And right now, I think, hopefully, this top 100 ranking will lead to him getting invited to the Combine, where he can show off his skills more, and maybe... Still a long shot, I think. Get vaulted into the top 60, you get drafted. I think he gets a summer league invite at least. At the mm-hmm. at the at the worst. Yeah.
0: So he's the highest listed American prospect now, according On ESPN, to ESPN. Yeah. Right. Which kind of surprises me. Maybe, maybe that doesn't surprise me. Maybe that's just. I would have thought Alston would be up there
1: because he seems like one of the. He's like he's a- sleeper type. He, but not he's he, he's, a, he's a smaller guard. There's a lot of those in the NBA. Jeffries yeah. is a wing. It's way more valuable to be a wing. That's why him and McDuffie are so high. Okay. Was McDuffie on that top 100? Yeah, he was 97. Oh, okay. The, the three guys who have been the highest throughout the year have been uh, McDuffie and uh, Jure Foster mm-hmm. from SMU, but he's had yeah. injury issues, so it's not really sure. Yeah, and then I can't... I... Do you think Taco plays on a G, G League somewhere? you think somebody's going to like... Oh, yeah. He, like... Taco definitely does. Taco was higher than Jeffries on the SI one, so this is only. This, there are all these mock yeah. things all over the place. Yeah, and neither of them were on the, the athletic one. No, n- nobody from the American was. I think Taco Fall for sure gets G League, because, or for sure gets invitation somewhere, just because of his shot-blocking ability.
0: Yeah, it's just the NBA is moving away from big centers that can't move fast and so he could get yeah. everything I've seen is that he'll get exposed like pretty quickly he's, he's very slow-footed somebody just pulls him off and then the he, you do a pick and rim, roll against him rim is
1: unprotected yeah so like Brooke Lopez and the Bucks or Marcus any center who can stretch him out like Draymond Green or something you know yeah so
0: be cool though to see all these uh it's nice to be able to talk about all these American guys that are gonna go big and none of them are UConn players so <laughs> yeah that's true and that's just uh, so. This is just a fun little ex- activity that we've always done. Is um, kind of just trying to figure out who Jeffrey's comps has, comps best has, maybe in the NBA. Um, like, who are you thinking? You were thinking guy from Bucks. Uh,
1: the one I said on Twitter was Sterling Brown, which similar size, kind of thick, thick boys, yep. uh, decent shooters, good defenders. The one I like more now, that I think about is Pat Connaughton. Notre Dame product, crazy vertical too, decent three point shooter, not great, but like pretty good defender. Um, so just like the physical profile and the vertical and the shooting really matches up with Jeffries, I think. The one guy, the guy you hear a lot is PJ Tucker, which I kind of I can see because Tucker can play the five in the NBA even though he's only like six five maybe. Um, and if you look at Jeffries' block rate in college, seven point seven last year, five point two this year. Um, so about 6% is two years at Tulsa. That's really good. That's like that's like a center, what a center would do. So he has the potential to even be somewhat of a rim protector and play the five in the NBA. So that's why I see the Tucker comparison. And Tucker's also deadly from the corners from three. Mm-hmm. So really, I think Tucker would be like maybe his ceiling and his floor would be, be playing in like Croatia. <laughs> um, but like Tucker could be like his best case, I think, for Jeffries is a player like Tucker, like a super duper role player. What do you think?
0: I was gonna say maybe his put his floor even like or not floor his ceiling higher. Maybe I don't really know how to compare players between, but uh, just looking at like some of the defensive stats, uh, and then guys who can also shoot on top of that. Uh, the one that stuck out to me is current Toronto Raptor and previous San Antonio Spur Danny Green, and that's a good one. Yeah, and so Danny Green puts up like this season he's putting up about ten points a game, a uh, couple rebounds, couple assists. Shooting, he's he's shooting really well this year, which I think is yeah, I better, think he's like,
1: a better shooter than Jeffries. Yeah, because he's
0: shooting like forty five percent from three this year, which yeah. is a lot better than I think Jeffries would do. But normally he's shooting he's around like thirty five percent, I think, is his is his baseline. Yeah, but he can go better. So I think. I can see Jeffries being close, like maybe 34, 35 from three, but then also getting the blocks, the steals, and, you know, I don't know. Some people say Jeffries wasn't good at rebounds. I disagree with that personally. I do too. But, yeah, I think think Danny Green is a good uh, defensive comp. And if he can replicate what he does offensively, then
1: holy cow. (laughs)
0: Like somebody's going to regret not drafting him.
1: Yeah, seriously. First, going crazy comparisons here. If we, if we think Jeffreys gonna end up a Hall of Famer, Sidney Moncrief, another former Bucks great, um, just got inducted in the Hall of Fame this weekend, I think, or he got he got told he was two time Defensive Player of the Year in the eighties, um, best player on a couple couple Conference Finals teams. So if we just think Jeffrey if Jeffreys somehow goes crazy and is just so much better than he was in um, at Tu. Sidney Moncrief, that's the guy.
0: I guess that's all we have to talk about for now. Uh, We're not really sure. Just a note about the schedule for the pod for this summer. Uh, We're kind of doing... We're taking the off-season, figure out what we want to do better for next year. But So we're not going to do... I mean, obviously we haven't been doing it weekly, and I think that's going to continue, other than like big kind of things that come up. Um, So not really sure what our next episode will be, unless it's maybe an NBA draft
1: or an NFL draft
0: yeah NFL draft comes first so that's big or if there's a, if there's any other big recruiting news or big Tulsa sports news that come up that's definitely something we would want to softball talk about softball wins the college world series yeah I mean I would say they're, pro- they're going to win the uh, conference again because they're unstoppable um, but yeah so with that I guess that's a wrap for this week uh, and we will talk to you guys later. Stay golden. Hurricast